You're listening to the Trinity Ministries podcast. For more information and to support our ministry, go to www.trinityhudson.org. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. And uh, I just want to again say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. And I also, uh, again, want to give you thanks for choosing to get up, choosing to bring your kids here. Those of you that did, my message is actually going to revolve quite a bit, quite a bit around uh, parents and parenting, to be honest with you, because I think it's just so vital to what our, our, uh, our church and our church family is about and, and just uh, what we're called to do as parents. Some have uh, commented on my beard, and that's just fine. You can comment on my beard. I, I'm trying to, uh, my, my, my wife and I were extended an incredible opportunity to go to the Holy Land at the end of the month. And so I figured to, to save my own head, I probably put a grow a beard on here. Maybe I blend in a little bit. Cheryl's working on hers too, so it's going to be fine. She, uh, that, <laughs> now, uh, so uh, that piece... Um, that piece is just going to be an incredible experience for us, and I'm looking forward to the, the growth that happens as a result of being in and around uh, places where Jesus actually walked. I'm grateful for Pastor Todd asking me to share a message on the bridge between us and God. And just as you saw in the children's message, a little spoiler alert, it is in fact Jesus. That is the bridge we're going to be talking about today. And so that, that makes a message uh, uh, pretty focused, uh, actually. So it wasn't that hard to, to do. But let us, uh, let's begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, um, you know what each of us needs to hear. And you know, certainly know what I need from you. Apart from you, we can do no good, Lord, and I ask you to please guide my speech the way that only you can. Let this time honor you and give us ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. So three years ago, uh, three years ago, I'm sitting outside uh, a church in White Bear Lake, and I was in the parking lot. I just received a, an assignment. I was to preach in front of uh, a bunch of my peers and several pastors that I knew quite well, and I had uh, very much respect for and held in high regard. And I'd only been given a couple days to prepare. It was a, preach, it was a preaching opportunity um, basic, based on seminary. And I had really never given a public message before that, other than I, I did a baccalaureate service for our uh, high school. Um, and uh, I, 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 had, uh, I, I was obviously very concerned and very nervous. I was anxious, and I sat in my car after I leave in class, and I just prayed. I prayed to God, and I, I, I said, God, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know how this is going to look. Um, I don't want to look foolish in front of my peers. I certainly don't want to lose the respect of, of these pastors that are pouring into me. I want them to see that they're, being, they're, they're fruitful as much as, as much as I'm trying to be fruitful, Lord. I, I, need, I just need your guidance. I need, I need words. And as I'm sitting there in my car, praying in this parking lot, I hear a voice in my head, and it was audible, and it said, my words are enough. My words are enough. And, and I... I, I since then, I'll be uh, honest with you, I look at Scripture quite a bit differently because His words are enough. Um, I believed that before, that, that it was truth, and, and I read Scripture a lot before, but I, I looked at it differently. And in fact, I think it's because of that experience um, that in our youth program called the Cross here at Trinity, I've made it a priority for each one of our students to have a Bible. 
And not just have a Bible, but also be reading their Bible. Because his words are that important. I believe uh, that the... That, that the Bibles that we hand out, the Bibles that we look at, the Bibles hopefully on your phones, I believe that they are the true word of God. They are without error. They aren't something that is culturally uh, adjusted based on what we might feel at the moment in, in our culture. I believe that that is the true living word of God. No questions about it. And I invite you to believe that as well. And it's for this reason that I'm going to begin uh, with Scripture this morning. And my reading relates to our bridge, us on one side, the Father on the other so that Jesus might bring us to God, as it's written in 1 Peter. So I choose Scripture with a description of who God is. As the Scripture is written, we already know who we are, and we're about to learn about the bridge, but we should really be fully conscious of where this bridge leads. Now, I'm a little hesitant in some ways to share what I'm going to share, uh, because I know that some of the texts that I'm going to present to you are very familiar to you, but I'm going to hope that as I present them to you, you see them with a little bit of a newness. Look at, look at them uh, in, in a different light and find something new revealed. So our first reading actually comes from uh, the Old Testament prophet Isaiah in chapter 6. Uh, this scripture was written about 700 years uh, before the birth of Christ. In the beginning of Isaiah, um, actually the entire book, it's filled with images of how God's chosen people were loved and repeatedly turned from him. And they were loved, and they repeatedly turned from him, and this, this, this struggle back and forth, probably not much unlike sometimes as parents we feel with our kids. We love, and then they turn from us, and they really love, and we just keep, we just keep trying to give them more and more opportunity. Um, and so uh, it, it's actually quite a visual, um, it's actually a quite visual and at times frightening book if you take a look at it, and I encourage you to. God intends to use this prophet Isaiah as a voice to tell the people of the coming Messiah and turn their hearts toward him once again. And in chapter 6, the scene that we're going to go through is Isaiah's commissioning, where God says, I'm going to, I'm going to renew you, I'm going to, all, your, all your sins are clean, all your sins are atoned for. Um, and, and, and we share this awesome picture of a fear-filled man who fully recognizes his incredible shortcomings and those shortcomings of all those that he cares for also. And he sits there in the presence of God, a God who is holy and perfect. And Isaiah is cleansed, he's made righteous, and God questions him, who shall I send? It's a passage about the one that we claim to seek. What he has done and our potential response. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. It begins like this. It begins like this. There we go. Thank you. I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And at the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. 
and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. And then one of the seraphim flew to me, and in his hand was a glowing coal that he had taken from the altar with tongs. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your wickedness is removed and your sin is atoned for. And then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? It's his word. And I believe that I could stop my message right here and that would be enough. Who shall I send? We read this, and, and, and I don't know what you see. Uh, what, what do you hear? I see fear and reverence. I, see, I also see a father who loves and forgives, who seeks to use his children. I read of a father who knows our shame and honors humility, who knows the things that stress us and feels our pain, and we read of a God and father who truly loves each one of his children. Each one. and he longs for a connection with them. Isaiah was the bridge or messenger of his time. He had the truth. He had been given that. And today our bridge, today our bridge is called Jesus. Jesus is the connection between the whole human race and God, the Father, our Creator. As a Christian, immediately when I think of what this means for us as a Christ follower, it means... means, uh, uh, I, I must t- talk about immediately the suggestion or discussion of repentance, a turning from what I've been doing that I shouldn't be doing, a message that describes the knowledge that we have of what we should be doing, and we're not, uh, but that we should be seeking God first, uh, putting the needs of others in front of our own. We should follow Jesus. We should be third. And I, I, we, we teach that at, at the cross all the time. Be third. What does that look like? Put God first. The needs of others in front of your own. Be third. That's what Jesus did. That's what we talk about every week. But in talking with someone that may not call themselves a Christ follower, I have to approach this just a little bit differently. I have to explain the gospel message a little bit differently, this good news. And I, and I did something like that with our children's message. And I, I, I hope you picked up on that. It's a reminder of who we are in Christ. It's a reminder of how God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son to die for each one of us. For our selfishness, for our evil thoughts, for our deeds, for our brokenness, and our disregard for his law, that if only followed, if only followed, would, would keep perfect order as intended. God knows each one of us. God loves, he has a great plan for your life. We, we hear this before. If I, if I ever question about this, it's because God created you to have a relationship with him even before you were born. He loved you and made a way for you to go to heaven. And if you ever wonder about this, read Psalm 139 and, and write that down. In fact, if you ever wonder, God, do you even know who I am? Read Psalm 139 and God will describe for you how he knew you as you were being created in your mother's womb. He knew you long before. Your days were all ordained. Before you were even birthed, he knew you. So I encourage you uh, to, to just focus, read, read that sometime. Psalm 139. And I look at this one that, that I posted up here. This one is similar to what we just saw with the kids. And is there anything in this message that's not clear? 
We know that Jesus is the bridge to salvation. We know that, that, that we, are, we are separated from God by sin, but, but God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We, we talked of, the, of, of what that means for us, what that means for our commitment to the Lord, our commitment to follow Jesus. He did this because he loves. And so how can we use this as a stepping off point into our new year? That's kind of where I'm going with this, with this, with this bridge. As he, did, uh, as he did with Isaiah, I believe God wants to send you. He wants to send each of us to be his voice. We read that in Matthew, go make disciples of all nations, right? This is not, a, this is not new stuff. This is, a, this is a, a, a truth that we read in God's word that he wants to use each one of us. So I'm going to present three instructions that I hope are brought home from this message today. Three simple instructions. They aren't new, uh, but my goal is to uh, refresh in you their urgency uh, because they are that important. Number one, as we look at these things, uh, what I'm going to share with you, number one, um, and I love the fact that it's a new year, so it's perfect to actually just begin this. Number one uh, is to seek God. Now, what does that look like? In this new year, make a point of seeking God daily, putting Him first uh, on your list of priorities, building a deeper relationship with Him through prayer and faithfully reading His Word. I'm not, asking, I'm, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you read your Bibles today or you read your Bible yesterday or things of that sort, but I'm going to encourage you to say this is one of those things that we need to do. Seek God. If we call ourselves Christ followers, we should be doing these things because I can't know Christ to follow Him unless I read His Word. Number two is, I think, is most important. Well, maybe it's not. I think number one's important, too. I guess they're all good. Uh, number two, let your children see a change in you as your relationship with God grows deeper. As you apply what you read, as you trust, as your trust in God grows deeper and stronger than your trust in your own abilities, that's going to cause change in you. And let your children see that. Let them see you reading your Bibles. Let kids see you do that. Let your children hear you pray for them at the dinner table. Even when you're out to eat. Always let your children hear you praying. Let them see that happen. Let them see you reading your Bibles. Number three, repeat. Just repeat. Because as you seek God, your kids will watch you, your trust in God more, and change will occur. And it won't just occur in you individually. It will occur in your whole family, I promise you. Seek God. Let your children see you seeking God intentionally every single day. And I promise change will occur. God promises that. So in doing these things, we answer the call, who shall I send? Um, but we also need to be prepared for this call. And just as important, we need to prepare our children. The Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 11, 19, to teach the word of the Lord to our children when they lie down, when they get up, when they're walking along the road. In Deuteronomy, it tells us we need to just teach the word of the Lord always. That's basically what it's sharing with us. Let your life represent what you are learning. I know that some may feel they're not ready for this. Um, some may feel they're not ready to teach. Actually, when I ask a lot of adults to uh, come to the, hey, come teach at the cross. I'd love to have you as a mentor for our kids at the cross. 
Love to have that. And there are so many who say, I, I, well, you know, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. That sounds like a little too much. I don't think you'd want my, my uh, I, I have um, responses like, I don't think you'd want my influence there. I'm not really all that good. I don't know my Bible that well. And you don't know the things I've done, Jack. It's, you know, it'd be, maybe, maybe another time. It's just not happening right now. It's probably, I wouldn't be good for that. And I want to share with you what Pastor A.W. Tozer, some of you are familiar with that name, wrote about this feeling of unworthy, uh, feeling of being unusable by God. He says this. He said, Sin has made us timid and self-conscious, as well it might. Years of rebellion against God have bred in us, and we're afraid we can't be used. But if we are truly remorseful, we may come and trust only in the loving kindness of our Lord. The past will not be held against us, and when we return to God, even if our sins were as many as all the peoples put together, God will not count them against us, but he will have as much confidence in us as if we have never sinned. Now, someone very aware of his or her uh, sin might cautiously inquire, well, if I come to God, how will he act toward me? What will I find him to be like? And the answer is that he will be found to be exactly like Jesus. Because Jesus told us, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we need not fear being used or feelings uh, being, feel useless. God wants to use each one of you in whatever way that is. I ask you to seek that opportunity out. Um, and so in this new year, what should that or what could that look like? And I'm going to close with a couple of things. What could that look like? Well, it could look like being third, putting God first, the needs of others in second, and your own needs then by default become thirds like Jesus. It could mean I take a risk this year and I volunteer or I lead or I open myself or I open my schedule up to being used by this one that I claim to follow. Let, let, me, let me say that one more time. Maybe it looks like I'm just going to open myself up and I'm going to open my schedule up to being used by this one that I claim to follow. If I claim to follow, I must be doing something about that. Maybe it means I'm going to read more. Maybe it means I pray more. Maybe it means I fast. And what do I mean by fasting? Maybe it means I remove something that's so valuable to me. It could even be this. Maybe it means I remove something so valuable to me um, uh, and distracting from my life for a period as to remind me of how valuable God is. And let it take your focus off of yourself for a while and turn to the one, again, that you claim to follow. So questions that we can ask in our new year. How will I grow in response to this new time I've been given? How will my faith grow? How will I encourage another on their faith journey? What have I done to put God first? Have I put God first? Is it really a requirement to put God first? So what will this change do uh, in your, what will your new year look like? How will you honor this bridge? Again, we claim to know this bridge. How will we honor that? What will I do to step out? What will I do to step out? Isaiah 6, 8 ends with, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who should I send? Who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. Can we say those words? Here I am, send me. Let's pray.
Thank you for words. Thank you that your word is true. Thank you for each person that is here that listens. Father, I ask you to bless them with confidence that you you have a plan to use them if they just open their schedules and open themselves up to being used, Father. I ask you to let them be let them be confident in that process. Father, thank you for the time that we spend here today. I ask you to bless each one as we go into our week.